Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to the Punters Mate on this Friday, the 22nd of July, 2022. I'm joined as I am every single week by Sam Hyland. Good morning to you, Sam. Hello, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a bit wet this morning, isn't it? A oh. uh, bit of precipitation about, so um, uh, yeah, it's not ideal. It's uh, it's becoming a bit of a wet. And Sammy, we didn't cool sign up for this. No, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> this is very Melbourne-like. It is, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, we used to enjoy these lovely sunny winters, but last year it wasn't too good, and this year's been atrocious. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse, I'm well, hearing. That's yeah, so know. they say. You can't totally trust them, though, can tell you? tell you, La Nina's got a lot to explain. She just keeps <laughs> hanging around like a bad smell. It was pretty wet on the way down this morning from uh, from up north, very wet until I got to about North Lakes. Couple of funny things. Uh, pouring down along the Bruce Highway, and I had a bloke next to me with the window down as he was driving. Really? But that was a good one. Obviously, it's either broken or it's broken on the way. Because if it was broken when you started out, you'd find a bit of plastic or something yeah. to put there, surely. And uh, I happened to turn around. I felt like someone was staring at me when I was driving along at one stage, and I turned around just to my right hand side there. And there was a car next to me, a, a, a sort of a ute with a canopy, and it had a, a black and white cutout of Donald Trump. In oh, the really? <laughs> Wow. So I was getting stared at, and it gave me a bit of a shock when I turned around. So, yeah, a bit of a, a fun-filled drive on the way down uh, this morning. Now, the Tab Queensland Constellations Harness Carnival is here. Of course, it is four Group 1s at Albion Park tomorrow night. If you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Any issues, call one 858 Sammy on the show this morning, as well as all the regular segments. We've got two special guests, being Steph Thornton, first up. And uh, we'll be joined by Matty Hoisted, of course, who's uh, one half of the Matty Hoisted Steve O'Day training combination. And they've got Scalapini running down uh, in Melbourne at Caulfield tomorrow. So uh, great to chat to them. But uh, anything uh, during this week you'd like to, to talk about before I start with my top three? Oh, well, I suppose, uh, look, it's, uh, I, I think Jimmy Orman is just, you know, well done to Jimmy. He's just riding so well. And yeah, he's finishing the. The season off in, in great form. How did that honeypot win last I'm Saturday? I'm glad it did. How <laughs> did it win? I Honestly, I just thought, yeah, I walked away. I, I didn't think it got up. And then uh, uh, I know the SEN track boys were, uh, they were very surprised with the result because, uh, yeah, watching it on TV, it didn't look like it, it got up. And those when photos, that white line came up, it did. Oh, well, was, we. And and then Argyle Lane and yeah. last Sunday he was really good, wasn't he? Uh, so Steve Tregay looks like he's got a, an, another really nice horse, and obviously he's bred to be, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a half to uh, to incentivise, of course. Uh, we know so well. So yeah, it's been a good week. We missed a meeting on uh, on Wednesday, which which we'll get to later. But my top uh, three, you know what number one was? What was it? Honeypot. Oh, well. Honeypot's well-deserved win. She just couldn't draw a gate. She finally drew a half-decent gate there. And as you say, she didn't look the winner until, well, she didn't even look the winner on the line. <laughs> That's but, right. And I believe on the exchange, she was $1,000 at really? one stage. A 1000 Is yes, that a right? Thousand. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, spiritualized who she ran down was very good also because there was a lot of uh, tempo in that race. So I thought spiritualized is definitely uh, one to follow out of the race. 
Now, Steph Thornton, who we'll speak to very shortly, gets my two votes for her ride on Larrikin Rogue on Sunday. Did you see that? I did, yeah. It was the one out the back, wasn't it? It was the one that uh, trolled really well and everybody was on and everybody was tipping, of course, a Queensland Rogue's horse. Very popular around these studios, I could tell you. And Larrikin Rogue missed the start by three lengths. Steph did not panic. She waited, brought to the outside, and somehow the horse got home. We'll ask her all about that very shortly. And my third was Argyle Lane. So you've stolen my thunder. Oh, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Argyle Lane, who was the half to incentivise, ran down Winburn. Uh, Didn't give it Winburn, but certainly ran down Winburn there at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday of last week. Now, just some news uh, during the week. Obviously, the Ipswich issues on Wednesday with the late uh, postponement or abandonment of that uh, meeting. Now, procedures have been put in place to make sure that doesn't happen again, Sam. Their next meeting is Friday of next week, so there will be uh, an inspection on the Thursday. There's going to be inspections the day before going forward. They're going to put horses over the track. They're going to do everything possible to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah, it's it's um, you know it's a it's a wonder that it would uh, it would happen uh, in this day and age, and and uh, it's very unfortunate for all the participants. You know, they load their horses up and yeah. paying staff, and it's uh, yeah. There's a lot that goes into getting to the races and, and then, uh, you turn up and you have to turn around and go home is, uh, is really disappointing. And, and, uh, it's, yeah. So hopefully they can get on top of that going forward. Yeah. Now, uh, Doombin racing tomorrow, obviously it's still raining in Brisbane at the moment and looking at the radar, uh, I'd say the, the radar on the rain swinging around towards Brisbane. So we're going to get more, uh, Doombin's a heavy eight as of this morning, 12 and a half mils overnight. So uh, it's only going to get worse. Not going to be an upgrade mm. there. No way in the world Eagle Farm will take this meeting, so you can forget that. If Why is that? Because uh, they're on a strict program towards other meetings coming up, and right. there's a strict maintenance program involved, and they will not be taking this meeting. So right. if, this is a, if this is postponed, abandoned, cancelled, whatever, that will be it. Uh, Bailey Nodift, who we know very well through this show, uh, we know he now works with uh, the O'Day Hoisted Stable. Does a lot of work there. He's actually down in Melbourne, and he is looking after uh, Scalopini, who's going around in the Bletchingley Stakes at Caulfield on Saturday. Done any form for that race? I haven't, uh, but I heard Tags and Cam Luke talking about it uh, yesterday on SEN Track, and they were uh, saying that uh, it's not huge depth to it. No. Um, so, uh, and it can often be a bit like that, uh, the, the Bletchingley, can't it? So um, it's yeah. He, I, I would have thought. Uh, He's well-placed in, in, in that style of race. And good that, uh, you know, Bailey's uh, moved into a, 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 you know, a good position in that in that strong stable, the O'Day Hoisted Camp, where, uh, you know, he's obviously travelling those horses down to Melbourne and, uh, yeah, it'll give him a, uh, give him a uh, good introduction into doing it himself. And I'm sure one day he's got plans of going on training. Well, I don't know. He's he, he's handed in his jockey's license because he doesn't want the temptation. Yeah. Because he said uh, that he he's at 68 kilos at the moment, but he feels as though he could get to the weight or get the weight off, but how long would it last? So yep. uh, I don't think he wants to go back down that path. And he's enjoying what he's doing now, and he's certainly kicking goals. I mean, the whole stable's been kicking goals for some time. So yeah. it's all clicking down there at that, uh, that particular stable. So they're a good combination. Good luck to Bailey. Uh, look, if he had his way, I'm sure he'd be still riding. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, now, Albion Park tomorrow night. Now, if you like your harness racing, Sammy, this is the night of nights. Four Group 1s. The Blacks are fake. The Queensland Oaks. The Queensland Derby. 
and the Trotters Cup, all Group Ones. You ever thought of becoming a harness racing driver? No, I don't. Uh, don't know much about it, and uh, actually did have a spin on uh, on one uh, with Brittany Graham uh, around Redcliffe, and that was uh, was it fun? Yeah, it was pretty. It was uh, surprised me how fast they go. I, I didn't realise uh, how fast they go. So it, um, yeah, it was it was really good, but. Um, yeah, I don't know much about the carts, but uh, listening to Toby McKinnon yesterday, and I think he had uh, Kate Butt on uh, from Albion Park. They were talking about the Calcutta, I think it was last night, at um, at, at the creek. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're gearing up for, obviously, a, a really big night, so it'll be, uh, it'll be great. And just on Calcutta's, uh, tomorrow is the Bundy Cup. Obviously not a tab meeting. Oh, beauty. But it'll be plenty of people up there in Bundaberg. Today is the Calcutta. And the special guests at the Calcutta, Tony Gollan and Ben Thompson. Wow. I tell you what, I wonder if they're flying up in this wind. I, I would have thought so. I would have thought they'd be drive. I'd rather flying. drive. Uh, six races tomorrow, including the Cup and the Lightning and the weather. I don't think it'll stop the meeting going in any way. They've had rain there and they'll probably get some more today. But uh, we'll just keep an eye on things. That's a non-tab. So you need to be in the area to get out there and uh, get to the Calcutta today. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. It'll uh, good town Bundy from uh, what I've heard and... Uh, Actually saw uh, Ruby Mills was doing like a uh, a bit of an ad for with the forex um, and you know uh, spruiking the town. So yeah, there's plenty that goes on in Bundy, and good that uh, yeah, good that they've got uh, they're going to have a big day there tomorrow, and and obviously uh, the Calcutta will be big today. Yeah, and the Mackay Cup tomorrow as well, Sam. Uh, that is on the tab, of course, tab meeting, big meeting of the year at Mackay, Good Field, uh, Lindsay Hatch who we know well through the Darling Downlows, well represented there. Maybe Sale can finally break through for a win. Be great. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a bit of sausage about him, hasn't he, <laughs> yes. Sale? He's... And we're still working on that uh, sausage segment too. I did speak to the uh, the advertising team last week, so we'll keep you posted on that. All right, we better head for a break. Uh, when we come back from the break, we'll have a chat to Steph Thornton. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEM. Welcome back to The Punters, mate. You are with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on this Friday morning, the 22nd of July, as promised, Sam. Our first special guest this morning, very special guest, is Steph Thornton. Good morning, Steph. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for coming on board. Uh, Firstly, Bundaberg today, uh, I know Ben's gone up and Tony Gollan's gone up for the Calcutta. Did they fly or drive? (laughs) <laughs> no, they flew up. They flew up yesterday. Their game, their game. Even yesterday was fairly windy. Yeah, no, it was. I think they were pre-warned about a bit of turbulence too. But Ben said it was a relatively smooth flight, so they were pretty lucky. Uh, rather them than me. Anyway, Steph, uh, back to the racing. Uh, last Sunday, I want to talk about this horse, Larrikin Rogue. He was so impressive. Now we were all uh, keen to see how he'd go after that really good trial on the dirt track at Eagle Farm. Uh, he didn't jump well. There may have been an issue there with the barrier attendant. Can you just take us through what happened at the start? Um, yeah, look, I, I wouldn't be putting too much blame on the barrier attendant by any means. Yep. He was he was doing his best, but obviously once he once Larrikin Road got in the gates, he was just a little bit toey in there. Obviously, first start, all the atmosphere of their first race day can come into that equation. Um, and just as the gates have gone to open, he's just gone to go up in the gates and um, to be fair, the barrier attendant was only doing his best trying to keep him down. So mm-hmm. it's a really tricky one, that. But then obviously he bunny hopped out and missed it by about four lengths, which wasn't ideal. Um, but 
look, I, I knew the horse had a lot of ability. I'd ridden him in a jump out prior to that trial. And ultimately I had to trust what I thought he could do. And look, he definitely impressed me because not many horses can afford to miss the start by that far over a thousand metres, particularly their first start as a two-year-old and still run over the top of them. So it was a very impressive win. Steph, would you be inclined to ride him uh, that way anyway? Obviously, that's his first day at the races. And had he, you know, if going forward, if he draws a gate, he can put himself in a spot or is he going to be the style of horse that, that wants to find his feet early? Um, no, look, I think he'll be quite versatile. He's never probably jumped away that cleanly, but he can muster quite well. Obviously, we just didn't get to see that his first time out, but I do think he'll be quite a versatile horse. He's very tractable. He pretty much does anything you ask of him, and I don't think you'll see him be a genuine backmarker for the rest of his career. When that happened at the start, um, full credit to you, you didn't panic. We see lots of jockeys uh, ride the ears off the horses to get up there and outside the lead or go forward and put yourself in a winning spot. But you were quite content to just to just sit there. That thought didn't come into your head at all to push him forward. You just thought, well, I've got to ride for luck now. Pretty much. Like I said, I, I had to trust what was underneath me and what really probably saved us in the end was the fact that they really stacked up before the corner and, once we did tack on, he actually still got a chance to have a breather and really travel for that 150 metres, which even I said to Chris post-race, I'm sure that's what won us the race. Thankfully, they did that. I think if they really skipped along from the 600 and I was forced to chase from that far out, it, it may have been a different story. But just the way the race ended up being run, I think it really helped us win. Eagle Farm last Saturday, Steph. Now, the first race was a nightmare. Uh, lethal warning. I could see you there looking for that gap and the gap sort of opened up early in the straight, but it looked as though she wasn't quite uh, quick enough to take that gap. And then you had to wait for another one and then it was too late. So tragedy beaten, lethal warning, but that's just the way she races too, isn't it? It is. She's, she's a tricky horse to ride. She likes to find the fence early. Otherwise she can be quite wayward. And then you really do have to ride her for luck mm. and as I said, there, there was a gap appear, but it was only there for two strides and she just hasn't got that really quick turn of foot to put herself in a spot like that and keep it open. Um, you would have seen even when she did get out, it still took her a good 100 metres to really wind up and unfortunately that's just the price you pay sometimes when you have a back marker that it requires a bit of luck. Look, it was a really good run. She's racing really honestly and she loves Eagle Farm. you just got to hope that next time out she gets the, the right luck at the right time. Tokareki lad uh, got the money and that was probably, well, he got out in the market. It was a bit of a uh, surprise winner. Yeah, no, he was. He, um, I definitely wasn't expecting him to do what he did. He's had seven goes first up and never done anything. And also he's had six tries over the 1,200 and, and never run top three. So we were expecting him to run a, a nice race and be hitting the line, but not to be running over the top of them and winning. He's um he's a quirky character, and we all saw that again on Saturday too. <laughs> this time he was trying to bite the air. Is that right? He wasn't trying to bite a horse. <laughs> he's just crazy. Oh, he is. He's um he's a very very strange cat. He he doesn't really like much in the world, but he is a gentleman <laughs> on the same front. He's he's a beautiful ride, but um to be honest, I I actually think he was probably biting the air at me for 
hitting him one too many times, albeit I only hit him three times. It was it was one too many for him. <laughs> he's uh, he's really got an, an attitude that horse. But look, if he wins, who cares? <laughs> but anyone that found him last week, good luck to them because uh, there was nothing statistically that you would um, that would send you uh, his way. That's for sure. Look, his trial during the week wasn't too bad, I suppose, but. Yeah, that first up record was a bit of a worry. Now, uh, tomorrow at uh, Doombin, Steph, you're riding Snaz and Charm in the first race. Uh, a horse that I think is close to a win. I don't know about that inside gate, though, and on a horse that's going to get back. Bit of a concern? Yeah, look, it's sort of a tricky one. I think the biggest thing will be, obviously, how the track comes up. Um, wide gates might actually be a benefit tomorrow with all the rain that's being predicted. As you said, we're going to be going to be back in the field and um look he's soft and heavy form is okay so perhaps if it does get into that really heavy range he may not run but mm. um it'll probably be a case of trying to find the best part of the track uh love sensation before we let you go is another i just wanted to ask you about uh, a mare from the goblin stable she's just had no luck in her races up here eventually she's going to win one of these but she too might be a bit of a query on something really heavy yeah, I, I believe she won't go around okay. if we do get into that really heavy range, which I'm tipping we will be. So I, I heard Tony say the other day there's another race for her in a couple of weeks. He's better off saving her for that than sending her around on a track that she's not going to appreciate. Yeah, and we are already on a heavy heavy eight after 12 and a half mils overnight, so it's only going to get worse from there. Steph, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Great job last week with Larrikin Road and Tokariki Lad, and the best of luck to you uh, tomorrow at Doombin. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Steph. Steph Thornton joining us there this morning. Sammy, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, I don't know, we might talk a bit of news. Cool. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate. Uh, Sammy, great to speak with Steph Thornton there before the break. Now, if you'd like to hear that meeting on podcast... You can either head to Spotify, iTunes, or whichever platform you used for your podcasts. Look for Racing Queensland on SEN Track, and you will find our interview there with Steph Thornton from this morning. Now, after the break, we're going to chat to Matt Hoisted, of course, who's uh, co-trainer with Steve O'Day. They have Scalapini running in Melbourne tomorrow. Just a quick recap of what's uh, coming up in Queensland this week racing-wise. Of course, Doombin tomorrow, fingers crossed. Mackay for the Mackay Cup. Gold Coast, fingers crossed. Toowoomba, should be right. Uh, Non-tab meetings at Longreach, Julia Creek, Emerald, Atherton, Roma and Bundaberg, of course, with the Bundaberg Cup. Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. I would be very surprised if that wasn't shifted to the poly track driving past there this morning. It was hammering down. Uh, on Monday, trials at Bow Desert. We race at Kilcoy on Tuesday, Doombin on Wednesday, Cairns on Thursday, Ipswich on Friday. And we're back to Eagle Farm next Saturday. And that's because, Sam, it's not going to rain at all next week. And whenever it doesn't rain, we race at Eagle Farm. And when it does <laughs> rain, we race at Doombin. I wish it was the other way around, but it just does not turn out that way, unfortunately. It's crazy, isn't it? It is very crazy at the moment. All right, we'll head for a break. And when we come back from the break, we'll catch up with Matt Hoisted. You want me to keep going, Jack? <laughs> Let's run through a few other meetings here. No, no, that's enough. We'll catch up with Matt Hoistead. We'll find out all about Scalapini after the break.
This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland on The Punter's Mate on Friday, the 22nd of July, 2022. Time is flying, Sammy. We're already uh, on the latter half of 2022. We're through the winter carnival and it's wet. Yeah, it's wet. Uh, gee, it's amazing the last couple of years, isn't it, that uh, up here in Queensland. And uh, but anyway, it's it's the way it goes. It's uh, it's at least it's not as cold as Melbourne. No, down. zero. I think during the week down there, so you're not <laughs> missing that. Uh, if you missed the first half hour, we did speak to uh, Steph Thornton, and you can uh, grab hold of that via uh, Spotify or uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Go to uh, Racing Queensland SEN Track, and you'll be able to. Dig out that uh, interview with Steph. We spoke about how she got Larrick and Rogue home, unbelievably, in the first race at the Sunshine Coast uh, last Sunday. We're going to speak to uh, Matty Hoisted very shortly. We're just getting him online now. because he's uh, got Scalapini going around at uh, Caulfield tomorrow, Sammy, in the Bletchingley. Yeah, it's, uh, look, the Hoisted uh, O'Day team of, you know, they've been flying of late, haven't they? And they I've have. said it quite a few times that uh, they've got plenty of bullets to fire and it's good to see that they're taking a team down to Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, this looks a good race for Scalapini. I mean, it can be uh, – uh, some years it can be stronger than others. Uh, and, yeah, I'd have said this is this is a, a, a good race for this horse with a few of those horses being a bit out of form in the, in the Bletchingly. So, um and he's a good horse fresh, Scalapini, and he's yeah. trialled up nicely enough. So well, he's definitely in with a chance. Now, the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is wrong. It's the Tab Queensland Racing Constellations Harness Carnival is here. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Any issues? Four Group 1s at Albion Park tomorrow night. Before we get to that, let's talk to Matt Hoisted. Matt, good morning to you. Morning, boys. How do we find you this morning? Are you in Brisbane? Ah, uh, yes, I am. Okay, so you sent Bailey down to. Uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't know himself in that cold weather, would he? Oh no, he's from Toowoomba. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Nah, Steve. Yeah, Steve's gone down, and Bailey's obviously gone down to to ride them as well with him. So um, yeah, I think they were saying yesterday was a negative one or something there there at Flemington. So uh, very much in for a bit of a rude shock, the boys. But do you, um, yeah. Do you think Steve would still have shorts on? He actually does. Yeah, he's <laughs> mad. He's absolutely mad. <laughs> Now, Scalapini, uh, how has he settled in? I saw some uh, footage of he and shooting for gold uh, getting on the plane. Apparently, they've arrived okay. Yep, yeah, they have. No, he's settled in really good. Um, obviously, an old, old, older horse. Not much really phases him. So, um, look, he hasn't hasn't batted an eyelid. Um, yeah, so very pleasing. Uh, look, we were obviously able to do a couple of couple of gallops reverse on them, and he was very natural leading on his Melbourne leg and. Um, yeah, even sort of going slow down there. Bailey said he, he's very comfortable and and, and, has, and has adapted very quickly. So um, yeah, look, hopefully he can. Um, you know, obviously Caulfield can be a bit of a tricky track, but um, you know, as long as he gets can get around Caulfield comfortably enough, it, it definitely looks a looks a nice race that he should be nice and competitive in. As you say, Matt, it can it can bring horses undone Caulfield first time, can't it? And this race, uh, it's doesn't look to there's a bit of speed in it you would think so where would where do you think he'll find himself this horse yeah you'd, you'd probably think he's going to be able to with all the speed drawn out wide it's going to be interesting to see how quick they sort of want to really let sort of john sadler's horse go even sort of joe prides out wide they, they might sort of really inject a pretty hot tempo so if if they really do run along it's just going to be up to Ollie to have him in, in a you know in a comfortable position it's been good the last sort of 
you know, a couple of preps with him, he's been able to, to sort of be able to hold a more prominent position and travel a lot more comfortably. So I'd like to say he should be able to easily hold a sort of midfield midfield posse if he's in that sort of second or third pair. Um, but it's all going to be up to sort of Ollie in a sense of having him, you know, where he's comfortable. Wouldn't want him to sort of have him too close to his top to, to sort of really hold a spot and would be more than happy just to sort of, you know, sacrifice a length to have him really travelling strong because that's sort of when he runs his best races. And, um, yeah, as long as he's able to, I'm sure he, he should give a really nice kick. How many horses uh, are down in Melbourne, or how you know are you looking to take uh, a few more for for the Spring Carnival? Yeah, so two two obviously those two uh, and shooting for gold flew down on Tuesday morning, um, and yeah, at this stage we'll have another two flying out, um, probably looking like two, not three, uh, next Tuesday as well. So uh, on Uncommon James and she's got the boom. We'll fly down there next Tuesday. Um, and yeah, at this stage, they're, they're probably going to be the four. Obviously, uh, Merrily was another another possibility of heading down there uh, if she was able to win and, and win impressively on Saturday. But with all this rain around, uh, look, I'd say she's probably unlikely of taking her place there on, on Saturday. So in turn, probably means that we'll just stick to her uh, up in Queensland rather than sending her down south. That's good to know. I won't have to ask you about Merrily now. Just back to uh, Scalapini, uh, the track condition down there at uh, Caulfield, is there, there's been a bit of rain, or they're due a bit of rain, I think, on Saturday. It's been a cold start, as you mentioned before, but there's sunny days. <laughs> but are we looking at a soft track? Yeah, I think it's a, well, it's a soft six at the moment. Um, as you said, with a little bit, a little bit around, a bit of wind around, so uh, you'd sort of be thinking that it should stay in that, you know, even if anything, sort of a, a five probably at best. Um Look, which really suits him down to the ground. He, he's one of those that he's he loves just sort of being able to get his toe in a little bit. Uh, doesn't really want it too wet, but when he can get get his toe and he can really let rip and um, yeah, hopefully it should uh, looks looks to be ideal conditions for him anyway. It never it never gets too wet there at Caulfield. Jason Kerr, I know he's not the track manager, but he's uh, now, but he's overseeing the whole lot. He's dead set allergic to water. There is no what doubt. What does he do? Put the heater on the track or something? Well, they just they just don't water it. They just they you can be assured if you want a firm track, go to Caulfield. <laughs> well, he's got a good record. Least hopefully a bit... Go on, sorry. Yeah, no, saying hopefully hopefully with this cold weather around and those dews of a morning can keep a, keep a bit of juice in the track anyway. Now, up here, we won't talk about Merrily tomorrow, obviously. Uh, well, when will you look at uh, starting Merrily? Uh, yeah, look, obviously we'll just keep a close eye on obviously that track. I think it's come up in eight this morning yeah, though. So look, it would, it would have, um, yeah, look, it would have been probably happy to run if it was sort of maybe better side of a seven. Um, but yeah, look, if not, she, uh, if it stays in this, this range and she won't be racing and look, she'll probably head to the races next Sunday. Uh, so yeah, Sunday week, there's a, there's a thousand metre maiden or thousand metre handicap as well. So I would dare say she'd, uh, yeah, possibly line up in one of those races. Okay. Uh, now, Ocean Treaty uh, just got beaten last time out in a uh, four-way finish. Goes around in race number six. Yeah, so she's actually another one that, look, if, as long as it stays in this range, she won't race either. Okay. She's um, definitely better on top of the ground. So, um, yeah, if we stay in this heavy range, she, she'll be scratched also. Well, I don't think we're going to get an upgrade, Matt, so I'd say as good as gold that <laughs> she's out. Uh, race seven, the benchmark 75, Secret Tales. Now, we know Secret Tales handles the ground. One by 18 lengths one day at the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's it. She's she's definitely a confirmed starter. She uh, she loves loves the wet. So um, yeah, look, she's she's done really well since that run. Obviously, she I think she ended up jumping favourite in that that race at Doomben, but it was just a bit of a bit of a horror watch. She she sort of got put in a bit of a tricky position, and and Jane sort of through no fault of his own, he would have had to really liven her up to 
get in front of a horse. So he's grabbed hold to get him, get him behind one and in turn, then it's sort of just thrown anchor out as well. And he's ended up near back last. And uh, the way the race was run, still thought she attacked the line well under the circumstances of the race. So she'll really appreciate stepping up to the, up to the mile and, and the fact that she uh, yeah gets a rain-affected surface will really enhance her chances. So, um, no, she's, she's, she's going quite well at home and thinks she's a, a really genuine each-way chance. Matt, what's the word on, on Eagle Farm? It's obviously had its issues, uh, you know, uh, some time ago and then it seemed to race well enough through, through the winter carnival. Is there still concerns with this track going forward or is it improved? Yeah, I think there's a bit of... It's definitely improved. I think there is a sort of a light at the end of the tunnel in that respect. Although, yeah, it raced really good over Carnival. Probably only Stradbroke Day was was the only day that, uh, for our horses anyway, I thought that it, which you'd expect sort of third week in a row, we obviously caught rain earlier, uh, the first sort of week or, or whatever, and so they weren't able to put too much water on. I thought it, it raced a touch too firm that day, but other than that, it, it's been in really good good order, obviously, since the, the line planning of the Kaikuya to sort of try and take over, have that take over the Grand Prix Cooch. I think it's it's definitely allowing a little bit more, obviously, grass coverage and in turn adding that little bit of cushion. Um, so I definitely think it's on the improve and each each sort of meeting, um, you know, it seems to be sort of better and better since since Carnival. So, um, no, it's, it's exciting times ahead that we, we might be, uh, yeah, have a, have a solution that's going to fix the problem anyway. Just a couple uh, of recent winners from the stable I wanted to chat about. Uh, Matt, Asamu was very impressive, of course, uh, winning last Saturday. He really seems to have hit his straps now. Yeah, yeah, he has. Look, since uh, yeah, since joining the team, obviously the the two runs we had, we couldn't find him. He was pretty unlucky at the Sunshine Coast, his first run for the stable. And, um, yeah, obviously won as impressively as he, he did last week, uh, that second run at Eagle Farm. He's got a, a real sort of liking for that Eagle Farm surface and, and probably just uh, that way he's got that sort of high cruising speed that um, you know he's been able to have it his own way in front. When he can sort of do that, he's able to give a really strong kick. So it's good to see him finally fulfilling that potential that he did show show earlier on in his career. And he he's, you know, really seems to have found his mark in getting back into easier grade and getting his confidence up a bit. Hopefully we can you know, really see him progress through the classes now. And the one I really wanted to ask you about was Hassan Fire, who really caught my eye winning a trial when uh, missed the start and then took off around the outside and won. And I thought it was very impressive winning on debut at Doombin uh, recently. Yeah, yeah, Hassan first. Yeah, she's a, she's a nice filly. Um, yeah, a bit of a temperamental filly. She can be a little bit hot. She's going to be very much better in time. Um, she's got a, got a hell of a lot of ability, though. It's just a matter of her sort of mentally being able to cope with it. She obviously uh, played up a little bit behind the barriers there when, when still able to win on debut. But, um, yeah, look, she was she was ultra-impressive there. Uh, look, she'll be nominated and accepted for on Wednesday uh, there at Doombin in a, in a three-year-old Tudis race there. Uh, there's obviously the op- op- uh, option of also racing her uh, the following Saturday at Eagle Farm. But, um, look, we'll, we'll at this stage pay up for uh, Wednesday. And if she was to draw well there Wednesday, she'll, she'll possibly line up there. And just before we let you go, you mentioned she's got the boom going down south. What's she targeting in Melbourne? Uh, yeah, so she'll she'll run first up in the Quisette, Um, go there, and then obviously there's there's sort of three weeks to the Atlantic Jewel or the Cape Don Tees the following week. So uh, she'll run in the Quisette anyway, and we'll uh, yeah make a be able to lock in a program for her after that. Exciting times, Matt. Uh, we wish you all the best tomorrow with Scalapini. We wish you all the best during the carnival. I'm sure we'll speak to you in a few weeks anyway, and we wish you all the best tomorrow. Thanks for your time this morning. Cheers. Thank you. Matt Hoisted joining us this morning. Uh, Sam, uh, as you say, the stable 
always looked upon the stable as a, a boutique stable. They used to have a really good strike rate, but now they seem to expand it with a hell of a lot of good horses. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I think uh, they've got uh, well, they've taken on more stables, and yep. um, yeah, as uh, as Matt's joined the team, it's it's definitely uh, numbers are up, and yeah, they've got plenty of bullets to fire, and they've got a lot of nice young horses going forward. So. Um, uh, it's uh, that's what you need in, in the stable. Uh, keep rolling through, you know. You you, you got to keep the the fresh blood coming through, and and uh, yeah, I think that they're, they're uh, only going to get bigger and stronger in uh, in the coming months. And I'd be surprised if they didn't have su- some success uh, in Melbourne over the carnival, thanks to Matt Hoisted. There, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll have a chat to Scott Cross from Crossbet, and we'll get uh, a bit of a betting wrap over the weekend, not only in racing, but covering some sporting events too. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. You'll be Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on The Punter's Mate. Great to catch up with Matt Hoisted. Great to catch up with Steph Thornton prior to that. And as I mentioned earlier, if you want to listen to either of those chats on podcasts, you can go to Spotify, iTunes, whatever your, your podcast platform may be. Racing Queensland on SEN Track is what you need to search for. Now, it's time to have a chat to Scott Cross from CrossBet. Scott, we've got some pretty good racing coming up this weekend. And we've also got some uh, some good AFL and NRL. Good morning to you. Very good morning to you too. Uh, now, the Winter Challenge at Ramwick is race number eight tomorrow. As it stands, uh, a couple of these uh, horses that we've uh, got a lot of interest in, uh, Mugger 2 and Gold Trip, etc. they're still in the field. I know we've got a wet track in Sydney, but uh, who's the money been for so far? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Like Gold Trip uh, and Mugatu, there's been some money around for it, but currently heavy 10 with more rain to come. I'd be very surprised if some of these horses are not scratched, especially yeah. Mugatu. You know, first run back, it's carrying 61s and a heavy 10. Probably not its best uh, best return. There's been some money around for Look Like Elvis. No doubt you'd be surprised. Oscar Zula, there's been some money for it. Look, uh Jojo was a man, currently sits at about 50% of the hold. So at the moment, the vast majority of money have come for Jojo was a man. It also is the market mover and the favourite. Opened at three sixty, currently at uh, $2.90. Um, I'd probably see much of the same uh, happening in this. And uh, I think it's really going to be dependent on how much rain we see overnight. Yeah, and look, Jojo is a man. The advantage there is he's got the race fitness on these other ones. Uh, Gold Trip's an interesting runner, though. First run from overseas. The Bletchingly is race eight at Caulfield. We just spoke to Matt Hoisted, who's co-trainer of Scalopini, who's uh, settled in very well in Melbourne. Any chance, you think, for the local hope? Absolutely. So Scalapini is the market mover. Opened at 13s all the way into $7.50. And you probably know better than me, but from memory, that Scalapini's record on the soft track is currently four out of five. So probably hard to pick around him. There has been money come for Streets of Avalon, but it's pretty well spread uh, in terms of betting on this race. There's there's money come for William Thomas, Oxley Road. Obviously, Melita is the favourite at $4.80, probably sitting just shy of 20% of the hold at the moment. But uh, in terms of betting, uh, wide affair. Uh, but in terms of you know my poor form, uh, I think Scalapini uh, is the one for me. Beautiful. Now, the Lions and Suns lock horns in the Q clash. Yeah, Lions and uh, Suns, Lions at home. Lions are $1.24, the Suns are $3.95. Look, it's really hard to ever tip against the Lions at home. They've got some of their key players returning. But as I'm talking to you, looking out the window, it is black and dreary and raining. And if you look at the weather, it's going to do nothing but the same uh, for the next 48 hours. So 
My bet is I'm actually going to take the Lions into the under points. Currently, the points line is 172.5, and if it continues to rain, it could just be a very scrappy affair. So um, I'm going to tip the Lions in, a, uh, in what will probably be a scrappy, scrappy low-scoring match. All right, and the Cowboys and the West Tigers uh, in the NRL. Absolutely. Up in North Queensland, again, Cowboys record at home is phenomenal. Cowboys are $1.10. Wests are $7. The line's 19 and a half, and I actually think the Cowboys will probably get this done at home. So I'm going to take the Cowboys uh, on the minus 19 and a half. And did you enjoy the, uh, the Wallabies game last week? I did not enjoy the Wallabies game last <laughs> week. Uh, nothing you did tip England. And just, I did tip England, but it's a, it's a bittersweet one. The only thing that also hurts is uh, one of my colleagues uh, is an Englishman, so I'll be having to wear an English jersey today. Oh, uh, really? So, I'll send some photos, Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> look, I just think we, we've seen that Northern Hemisphere rugby is, is dominating, especially you know, Ireland beating New Zealand at home. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting coming into the World Cup. It certainly will be. Uh, Scott, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great weekend. Stay dry. We'll chat to you next week. You have a great weekend too. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Scott. Now, Sammy, yeah. thanks to Aquas Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, it's time for follow, fold, forgive and sausage. <laughs> we don't have a sponsor for you, but we are working on it. All those butchers out there, just get yeah, involved. Exactly. Get we involved. want a sausage file. You know, there's a lot of different sausages around these days, not just the old barbecue ones. <laughs> yeah, there is. That's you got right. any sausages that you uh, think of? The Italian sausage. I'm, you like I'm that a big one? fan of the Italian sausage. And... Uh, uh, yeah, so my man Pat down at. Uh, Did uh, you have a chat to him this week? Yeah, I know. I need to need to duck in there and and yeah. uh, throw it out there to him. So had uh, an outstanding Scotch fillet. Uh, oh, steak! You can't beat it. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, so good. So Wavel Heights Butcher, shout out to Pat. Oh, there you go. He's already uh, already a sponsor. <laughs> uh, now follow, fold, or forgive. For me, uh, we spoke about this uh, mayor with. Uh, Steph Thornton earlier on. Lethal warning out of the first race at Eagle Farm last week. Travelled beautifully in the run. As Steph said, likes to find the fence, but that can be to her detriment because she gets back in the field and she needs a lot of luck. Now, she went for a run there and uh, the run closed too quickly and lethal warning, as Steph said, didn't have the turn of foot. So she missed that. She got out late. She charged home and she was a good thing beaten as she's often the case with lethal warning, but we'll stick with her. She's a follow. Spiritualised, as I mentioned, ran second to Honeypot. And I thought did a good job because the tempo was strong in that race and he did a good job to kick on and, and almost hold on. Everyone thought did hold on, but it wasn't the case. That long Eagle Farm straight for once worked in my favour and uh, Honeypot got there on the line. But I think Spiritualise is certainly a horse to follow. And a first starter at the Gold Coast, Sammy, from the Morrissey Stable, Tarps, had trolled really well, uh, went around and was caught right off the track. It was a it was a torrid run. It was entitled to fade all the way down the straight and Tarps fought on very, very well and beat all bar the winner. So a horse to follow uh, going forward from the Gold Coast is Tarps. So lethal warning and spiritualised from Eagle Farm. Tarps from the Gold Coast. Anything you'd like to add to what that? What about the fold? What about the fold? No folds. Have no you got a fold? Yeah, St. Moritz. He's, oh. he's <laughs> got to go in, St. Moritz. What a sausage he is. And Ab- he didn't even get close. Absolute cockroach he is. St. <laughs> Moritz, get in the bin, son. Get in the bin. Yeah, he was... Uh, he's what's the, What price did he start at last week? That last uh, race at Toowoomba. Was it last race? I don't know. I was, I was cast by then. I can tell you, it was not an easy night at Toowoomba. My three tips, <laughs> no, I think, were last. It was hard, wasn't it? It was very hard. The rail was out five, and I think that played to the uh, on paces. Yeah. Because he couldn't seem to get near them. But anyway.
There you go. The follow fold off again is for Aquas, Queensland best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders number one supporter. It's time for our weekend forecast. Now, weather-wise, we know what that is. Well, it's not wet. It's going to actually clear up tomorrow morning and, and then it'll be a nice weekend and we're looking for a, at a cracking week next week. But the yeah. damage has been done already for tomorrow. So we need to work on a heavy track. Anything you like down south? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, oh, actually, there is one that I liked. Uh, there was a couple that I liked down south. Uh, there was the obvious uh, boogie dancer in race two. Thought it was a good hope. Do you know what I liked? I liked uh, this horse of Patrick Payne's. Uh, when I get it up, it's always the way, isn't it? Uh, he, that stayer, WT. Uh, gee, I think uh, he's about, I think I had a look last night. He was about $20 in the market. Um, Race you know, five, number two. That's it. WT. Uh, he was, uh, he was good value anyway. And I know he was beaten in the jumping race, uh, last time around, but sometimes that can just spring, bring him on a bit. Uh, Chris, you know, run over yep. the hurdles and sharpen him up. Yeah, that's it. He'll, uh, do you know what? He will go to the races and run well. I reckon WT He's hard fit. Patrick Payne's stable is absolutely flying at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I think the jumping all of just sharpening him a bit, he'll go to the races and, and be hard to beat. He's effective on any sort of ground. He loves that trip. He's effective at that track. So, um, yeah, I think in a race that, you know, I just thought no effort will be up there and have a bit of pressure on it. And he's no, he's short in that race and he's no good thing. So, uh, Farrago is a horse that will be running well, but, is he good enough? You know, uh, you just know with WT, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a seasoned galloper and he's, uh, I don't think he's the roughest in that race. So at a bit of value, I'm going to go with him. Race five, number two, your best WT. Yeah. What'd you make of squid game last week? Uh, On pace. Yeah. Fell yeah. in. Well, he, I suppose, uh, it, it, yeah, it was, it was a nervous watch, wasn't it, really? But anyway, it was. He, he just got there. So, uh, uh, but I, I think I tipped around. I tipped something else in that race that uh, didn't. I didn't have a lot of luck last week. But anyway, I tell you a uh, one that I mentioned on the Darling Download. One in Sydney called Frumos. Yes, Waller and Willie Pike. Gee, it's impressive. It sits out the back and just uh, ambles up to them and. Cleared out to win. Three from three now. American bred mare is well worth following is Frumos. Now, my tips for Doombin tomorrow, it's going to be a heavy track. There's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of how heavy. Um, we will go with the best bet, race seven, number 11, Tarex, who has run into majestic colour at uh, its last two starts. Ran third at uh, Doombin after a torrid run. Was wide, facing the breeze uh, all the way and did a good job after majestic colour had a cosy run uh, on the fence behind the lead. Then went to the Sunshine Coast, went around in the Group 3 Winks Guineas and ran second to Majestic Colour. Wasn't going to beat it, but ran on well. Uh, has good form on wet ground, draws a good gait, uh, waited nicely enough with the claim. Looks a lovely race for Tarek. So he looks a promising type. Is honest and doesn't put in any bad runs. So race seven, number 11, Tarek's the best. Uh, race nine, number five, Go Wanji. He's back, Sammy. He's a... He's been back. He had a run the other day, a midweek run, and he uh, put his rivals away there. His barrier manners were quite good, which was good to see because he can be a bit of a rogue at the barriers. But he jumped well. Larry let him find his feet, and he came charging down the outside, which is what he does. So 
as long as they're able to make ground at Doombin uh, tomorrow, the wet track might work against him. But, look, if they can run on from the back, get to the outside, uh, I think Gowanji will be winning again. He handles the wet quite well. Uh, what else will we go? We'll go race uh, race five, number five, Proper Rogue, a new addition to the Tony Gollan stable. One run for the stable, ran into Delith, the promising one of Chris Munster's. Uh, ran well on that occasion, running second. Never going to win, but I think that might be a strong form race. Handles the wet, draws beautifully. Second up, there's a lot to like about uh, Proper Rogue on Saturday tomorrow. Race five, number five. So they're the three for me. Race five, number five, Proper Rogue. Race seven, number 11, Tarek's the best. Race nine, number five, Go Wanji. Should they be able to run on? Sammy, that is it for us this week. We'd like to thank you all for joining us on The Pundas, mate, and we'll catch you same time. No, we won't. Well, you continue on a bit longer. I'm getting some mixed signals here. We're going through to 9.30. Is that what you're trying to tell me? We need to keep chatting. <laughs> we need to keep chatting. So you got, I'll give you another tip then. Yeah, do that. All right, I'll give you one at odds. No, I won't because this one might be uh, might be uh, struggling the heavy track. I was going to give you a race four, number four. But I'll go race two, number four, fast talking. Yes. Uh, loves the wet ground. One of uh, David Van Dyke's got beaten by Berade last start, but meets Berade better at the weights. Little bit of a query at the trip, but I think Fast Tonky can turn the tables on parade. So there you go, Sammy. Take two. Thanks for this morning. Look forward to uh, chatting to you. Oh, actually, you won't be here next week. You're going uh, going Darwin. north, going to Darwin. Yeah, so finally uh, get some warm weather. Yeah, we'll get more. We'll get warm weather up there, and looking forward to uh, uh, yeah, big five days. Well, you have a great trip. We'll catch you next week. All the best.